It's another edition of Making Money. The financial coach, Ron Hebert, retired portfolio manager, joins us. I'm Gord Whitehead. Uh, used to be a broadcaster. Ron and I have known each other for a long time. We like to talk about investing, and we like to try to pass along information for you, the listener, that's practical, that you can apply to make yourself a little more insulated against some of the bad stuff that can happen. And I guess, Ron, it, it's and this is something I've never really been a fan of, I have to confess. Uh, yeah, I have in my head a budget. I don't have one down on paper. But budgeting is, is an important part of this process, isn't it? Well, one thing I've known about you over the last four decades, Gord, is that, you know, some people, because they need to be more visual and they, they, they don't have what I call a spreadsheet mentality where they can, they, they, they have to have things written down in front of them to be able to follow. But you've always been one of those guys. You have your spreadsheet in your head. I've always been amazed when I sit down with you. You know exactly how much your vacation's going to cost, uh, what you're going to need to save to get there. And most of the components of budgeting, you know, you know what your, your fixed expenses are. Uh, you know what your savings rate is. So you keep your budget in your head. Yeah, for basically, those of you yeah. That, <laughs> yeah, and and you're one of those few people that can actually do that. And for those people, you don't have to write everything down. But you, you still have to have a structural framework uh, and some basic rules to um, run your finances by. And we're going to be talking today about the rule of 50, 30, 20 and how to do a budget. And the thing about this is this is an, a fairly easy budget for a lot of people. Uh, they're not even going to have to write it out. Once they get it down, they can do it in their head. So 50% of that particular portion of your budget goes to what? 50% goes for your needs, 30% goes for your wants, and 20% for savings or debt reduction. And what we're going to do uh, is is we're going to define those areas and how you can make adjustments. So if you're saying, well, more than 50% of my income goes for my needs, well, wait till we're through because I think you'll find that it's a lot easier than it sounds at the beginning. So where did this where did this come from, Ron? Where, where did somebody did somebody obviously came up with the formula, right? Surprisingly enough, the woman who wrote the book, which is called The Ultimate Lifetime Money Plan, is written by U.S. Senator Elizabeth Warren and her daughter Amelia. And the book was actually written 20 years ago and published in 2005. And actually, for a senator, senator is uh, really big on tax and spend, and uh, spend more than you tax. Uh, this book is amazingly practical. So I try to look right across the uh, spectrum and not just look at things that are written by neocons. And this is, this is truly one of the better books out there that's, that's easy to understand if you follow its premise. So why does it work? Well, it works because it's uh, it's not complicated and it's not time consuming and it's easy to it's easy to institute and once it's set up, it can be maintained in just a couple minutes a month. So you know, people say, well, I don't like sitting down and spending hours a month grinding through this because all I do is get depressed. Well, if you can actually meet your goals and it only takes a few minutes to month to get there, maybe you won't actually dread sitting down and looking at it. You'll like looking at it because you're saying, wow. I'm doing pretty good, and it's just the self-affirmation that comes from meeting your goals and, and seeing yourself slowly but surely get ahead. 
that that makes this budget work. So I guess you have to define these areas then. So you have to define what your needs are. Well, a roof over your head is a good place to start, I suppose. Yeah, um, roof over your head, the monthly rent, your mortgage payments, your your utility bills, transportation, insurance, you know, your minimum load payments, basic groceries, you know, basic food, uh, clothing that you got to put on your back. And so for this book recommends 50% of your money goes to that. So, for example, if you made $3,000 a month after tax, $1,500 should be allocated to, uh, to these particular needs. So then you have the, the second category was your wants, and we all have those. Boy, it'd be nice to have a new car or it'd be nice to get a bigger television or go on a nice vacation, correct? That, that's what you're talking about? Yeah, and I mean, we, we all have priorities, you know, dining out, uh, maybe uh, shopping for clothes, maybe holidays, travel, uh, maybe a gym membership is important to you, uh, entertainment subscriptions, you know, Netflix, HBO, Amazon Prime, Disney, and, you know, maybe you're a gourmet cook that uh, uh, likes to really, once in a while, invite the family over and just put on a, a really nice five-course meal. Well, that would be under your wants, and, you know, using this as an example, if uh, your monthly after-tax income is 3000 you could spend $900 on your wants. So what you want to do is go through and just look at, or, or sorry, your needs, and just go through and look at, at that pie, and then look at all these areas like dining out, clothes shopping, figure out what's important to you, and figure out the frequency that you can do it. Well, maybe it means that you're not dining out every other night. Maybe it means that you're dining out on a couple of special occasions a month or that uh, you want a piece of clothing, well, you're not out there shopping every week. Maybe every quarter you reward yourself by buying yourself something, uh, something nice. Or a gym membership, well, maybe you don't join the most expensive gym in town. You join a little cheaper one. You know? So uh, there's ways to, to do this, but once you've allocated that portion of the pie, then you go through and spend some time here because often your, your, uh, your wants are things that make you happy, and, and they, they really add some spice to life. So money is the tool that allows you to have fun and meet your long-term goals. So you want to spend some time here making sure it's not all just a grind, that you've got some really um, milestone things that you can look at and things that you can do on a regular basis that put a smile on your face. It makes budgeting much, much easier to do. And that last one, the 20%, is, is saving and, and reducing your debt. Yeah. Now, we're not talking about interest payments. So if you have $1,000 a month of interest on your credit card, paying that is not debt reduction. Debt reduction is actually reducing the principal. So if you just start with a mortgage, well, 90 to 95% of your payment is going to be interest. That doesn't count. But the amount that, that you pay down your debt or the principal, that does count. So, uh, you know, minimum repayments are considered needs and extra repayments, uh, reducing your existing debt, and, and uh, they're classified as savings, along with certainly in, uh, investing. So putting money in the stock market or saving for real estate or building yourself a, uh, a slush fund, an emergency fund, those are all savings. You and I have talked about this in, in previous shows, Ron, with credit card debt. Uh, you know, people that carry big balances, that, that money is just flying out the window, right? The, the interest, yeah. the, it's, and, and they charge a pretty, 
what, what I have no idea what interest rates on credit cards are now. Over twenty percent, aren't they? Yeah, twenty at twenty percent interest. I mean, if if you just pay the minimum amount and pay the interest on it, that debt is going to double every every uh, little over three years. So, it's important to to pay this down so that you get ahead of it and you get freedom. You know, debt is slavery, and and frankly, when you're under a lot of debt, it creates a lot of stress. Uh, literally, over half of relationships break up. And one of the main causes or the main cause is certainly uh, how to handle finances. And typically, when you get um, relationships where spending gets out of control, uh, the relationships typically don't last in that situation. So in all of this, you need flexibility to make it work. So maybe 50, 30, 20 isn't where you're going to start because you're not making enough. So maybe your needs have to go to 70 percent, your wants to 20 percent, your savings to 10 or maybe 75, 15, and 5. And as your income rises, these percentages can be adjusted accordingly. But remember, unless it's simple, most people will abandon it. But you should be able to sit down and, and have this basic budget done in about half an hour. And then a couple minutes a month just to just to keep on track doing it to figure out how much uh, you can, especially in your, your, your wants area. Every month it's fun to sit down and say, well, you know, I've got $300 this month that I can spend on going out for dinner, going to movies or, or, uh, um, you know, going to a concert or whatever. And just that's the fun part of it is picking the things that, uh, that you, that you want to do that makes life special. All right. We're back next week, another edition of making money. And we're going to do a little Forrest Gump thing here. I guess really, uh, Forrest liked to run, had to have good shoes, right? Uh, we're talking about the footwear sector. Are we looking at this as a particular investment area? Well, you know, Gord, the average male has 12 pairs of shoes and the average female 27. <laughs> and if you look at your closet, unless you're Imelda Marcos. <laughs> yeah. If you look at Imelda Marcos, she had thousands of pairs of shoes. I mean, people spend amazing amounts of money on this. And what we're trying to do through these shows is we're trying to look at sectors which you might not be thinking about, but are right in front of your nose. And some of them offer great opportunity. And especially uh, if you can buy them at the right time, some of the sectors we've been talking about recently are trading sectors. And so if you've got your head up and you know what to look for, and you've got some names written down, you're keeping an eye on, they can provide great opportunities, especially if you go into a recession. So footwear next week. Walk right over and join us on Making Money. On behalf of the financial coach, Ron Hebert, I'm Gord Whitehead. We'll talk to you next week. The information presented is derived from sources believed to be reliable. This material is presented for information purposes only and does not constitute investment advice. Before acting on any investment information, a person should seek advice from an investment professional. The presenters may or may not hold positions in the securities discussed on this show and will not be responsible for any losses sustained from acting on this information.